What a blessing to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners. We're just so thankful that you're there, and we're humbled and at the same time excited that you are listening to this program. We strive to try to teach God's Word effectively, and yet at the same time, we try to do it in a detailed and an in-depth manner, making it as easy to understand as we can. We're thankful that you're listening because we pray that as we're going through this process and the study together, that God is being glorified. And that's the bottom line, that we're trying to serve him in a way that is pleasing to him and then in a way that is bringing him the glory. And in the process, we pray that souls are being reached with the truth of God's word and ultimately that you are being led to the right, in the right direction to make that decision to follow God his way. We hope that if you have any questions about anything that you hear us teach on this program, that you'll contact us, either by phone or email or snail mail, uh, however you can get to us effectively and pose those questions, questions to us. Again, we want to help you learn the truth of God's Word better and in the process bring you closer to God. It's good to be here today as we study together with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you and with our listening audience. It's encouraging to know that we have listeners not only in Omaha, but in other states and wherever you might be listening to us today, whether you are in your car or in your home or some other place where you tune in regularly, we are happy to have you with us. Thank you for the encouragement. Hope that you Receive the things that you are looking for, and I know that God will bless you with his word because that's what we strive to do. We strive to glorify God on this program and teach you his word, and thanks for joining us. It's also good to be on the program with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm certainly blessed to be with you both on the program today, and I look forward to another time of getting into God's word together and sharing the truths that we uncover there with our listeners. You know, and you're so right, Dwayne, this program is not just heard in Omaha. There are other states around the country that receive it. And really, it's available around the world on our Internet site. That's www.churchofchrist.com. Church of Christ is one word, www.churchofchrist.com. There's access to that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we have a number of programs that have been archived on that website where you can go back and listen. If perhaps you've missed one in a series of lessons you'd like to hear, you're able to go back and do that on the website. And you know, another thing you mentioned, Gary, is if people have questions, that might be a good way to forward them to us is through that website. Sure, they can just click on the email link to us, and those questions will be shot right to us. Um, some people, they want to get into more detail, and they may want to uh, uh, either email or write a letter, uh, or some people like that personal contact where they want to talk to somebody, you know, uh, personally, and, and all of those methods are available. Mm-hmm. And we're also glad to send you copies of this program uh, any day, as many days as you would like to receive. They're always free. We'll put them on a CD, send them to you, and we'll even t- pay the postage. So we really want to get God's word across. And when we say we'll send it to you free, we mean exactly that. We don't expect and we do not request that you send us anything 
in by way of payment or some kind of gift or offering or whatever. That's not the way we operate. When we say free, we mean free. We'll send it to you. We'll take care of the postage as well. Now, fellas, we're going to continue in our study asking, are you being careless with your soul? We made the point that there is nothing that we possess that begins to compare in value to our soul. No, there really isn't. There's, there's no way we can put a price on our soul, Gary, and we shouldn't even attempt to do that. You know, everything that we, that we own or that we possess other than our soul is physical, material. Right. It is, we might call it temporal, which means of this world, and also is temporary as a mm -hmm. result. Yes. But our soul is eternal. And as was pointed out on a previous program, our souls have been entrusted to us. Mm -hmm. They certainly have. And ultimately, it comes down to if something happens in regards to our soul's salvation being forfeited, yes. we're the ones who forfeit it. That's right. Yeah, what a loss that would be. It certainly would. Now... Think about how valuable our soul is just from that perspective. But then also consider we could look at it as kind of price tag put on it in, in respect to God sending his son to die on the cross to pay the price for the redemption of our soul. Yes, and uh, you know, when you look at it from that aspect, what a price that was. You know, the life of the precious the sinless Son of God making atonement for the sins of all people of all time. We probably made the point that I don't think we can properly appreciate the awesomeness of that blessing. Right. And it, that should impress us all the more as to the value of our soul. That's right. And we should learn to appreciate it as we, we learn about Jesus' death the price that was paid for our souls, the great extent of love that the Father extended to us through all of that. Yes. When we think about how we live our life, with what focus we live our life, we think about all those things we accumulate, all those things we hold of value. But ultimately, when we die, everything that is connected to this world and our life therein from the physical perspective, we lose it. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're not going to take any of that with us. No, we don't. Now, if we lose our eternal soul in the process, then we've lost literally everything. That's right. Mm -hmm. Everything. So this is a pertinent, this is an important question. In fact, I don't know that on a personal basis, we could ask anything more important than this fundamental bottom line question. Are you being careless with your soul, mm -hmm. the way that you're living your life right now? Are you so focused on the affairs of this temporary physical life that you're neglecting your soul's salvation? We looked at Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, where Jesus admonished that we be careful to not tie our sense of security and accomplishment, achievement to treasures of this world. Mm -hmm. Right. 
because the treasures of this world are going to decay. They're going to pass away. Mm -hmm. But treasures in heaven, treasures on the spiritual side of life, go on forever. Mm -hmm. Now let's look at Luke chapter 12. And how about reading verses 16 through 21, Dwayne? Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. And God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. Boy, if this does not describe humanity today <laughs> on a general basis. Right. Now here's a fellow who has been blessed tremendously from a material point of view. Mm -hmm. Now we know that the scriptures teach us that every good gift and every perfect gift is from God, Roman, uh, James chapter 1 and verse 17. Mm -hmm. This man was blessed abundantly yes. by God mm -hmm. from a material perspective. He's got crops that are so abundant, his, as he harvests those crops, he doesn't have room in his barns for them. Mm -hmm. right. And so he devises a plan. He's going to build greater barns, bigger barns, larger storehouses. And he does that. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of that. He's been blessed by God. He's trying to take care of that. But you see his attitude come forth when he says in verse 19, I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Wherein did he find his security? In his goods that he had laid up for himself and in the enjoyment of such. Yes, in those material riches that are also temporal of this world and therefore temporary. That was where his real security was and apparently where his real happiness lay. Right. Mm -hmm. That was his focus. Now, is that not the focus of so many people today? Indeed, it is. Boy, it is. That's for sure. You know, I've, I guess it's been several years now, but I've seen a bumper sticker, and I think it's supposed to be humorous, but it's really telling when we think about the mindset of society today. And it said, whoever dies with the most toys wins. Hmm. Yes. And I, I see that and I think, wow, uh, your focus is really in the wrong place if you believe that. It certainly is. And yet that is the mindset to such a great extent of so many people today, mm -hmm. particularly so. in our society. Yes, it's so tragic. I've got to have more. I've right. got to have this new thing. I've got to have some more of this. I've got to have a, you know, a, a bigger one. I've got to have a newer one. I've got to have the latest model, mm -hmm. the new design the new technology, and they think that in that moment of desire, 
that acquiring those things is going to bring them happiness Mm -hmm. and satisfaction. Yes. But we know that that's lasting. uh, That's not lasting, is it? It's fleeting. Right. Yes, temporary. It is. Because as soon as you get that latest piece of technology in your house or in your car, it's already in the process of being replaced (laughs) by newer technology. Yes. That's already either on the drawing board or else is going through the testing uh, process or has already been tested and is tested and is getting ready to be marketed. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. And that which we had becomes obsolete and not useful over time. You're right. How many times did you hear people say, oh, in years gone by, about some particular commu- uh, computer system that they, they went out and they bought, it was a new one, right. and it was the latest, whatever it was, you know. And they said, that's, that's all I'll ever need. Now, they meant for the rest of their life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most of those that they said that about, though, are so obsolete that they could not even run their programs on them today, effectively. Couldn't even hardly sell them in a yard sale. No, no. You, <laughs> you, you might not. In fact, I knew of a, of a teacher in a high school at, at one point who was offered a computer system he taught computers in high school. He was offered a computer system by the local newspaper. Right. And he turned it down. He said, it's not, <laughs> it's so out of date, so inadequate, so obsolete that it's just not worth taking. Yes. Well, that's the way it is when we focus on things of this world and when we place our security, our satisfaction, our happiness on acquiring things that are of this life and this world. But this man, he got the message finally. Well, I say he got the message. It appears to have been too late because God calls him a fool for thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Right. This night, your soul is going to be required of you. Now, what does that mean? His life is over. He's going to die yeah. that right. very night. Mm-hmm. That very night, he was going to die. So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. I used a story in a bulletin article one time about a woman who she was, I think she came down with cancer or something. I don't remember, but she died. And she was not an old woman. She was, you know, still vital. She was maybe not just uh, you know, a young adult, but I think she was probably perhaps in her middle ages. And she died. And it was obviously a death that cut off her life much earlier than you would have expected. And the story goes that her husband was going through some of her things after she had passed away. And he was looking through her chest of drawers or dresser, and he came across some undergarments that she had bought that were very nice that she had put away for a good time, for the time when it would be special that she could pull those out and wear them. They'd never been used. Hmm. And the point was, why put those things away? She never got to use them. Right. They were of this world. 
ultimately they were temporary because her life and there was the, the stark reality of it was temporary. If we're tied to just taking pleasure and gaining security and satisfaction from what we can achieve and accomplish and acquire in this world, we're doomed for disappointment and almost certainly for failure eternally. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think it's such a key the way Jesus ends up this passage, Gary, that last phrase in verse 21 when he's comparing this rich farmer and what he did and where his focus was. And he says that this is the outcome for those who are not rich toward God. Yes. You know, and that goes right along with what he said in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21, that we're to store our treasures in heaven. If we can do that and not focus on the temporal, temporary things of this life, we're becoming rich toward God. And that's where we need to be focused. And see, we've got to gain that perspective. Yes. You know, the story goes that many years ago when uh, public address was much more a sought-after commodity. It was something that people would go and hear speeches. They didn't have televisions. There, were, there wasn't radio. Uh, they didn't have so many of the, the uh, media kind of technologies that, that we distract ourselves with and entertain ourselves with today. And so people would come along, politicians and other people, of, of, you know, philosoph uh, philosophical speakers, and people would go in large numbers just to hear people speak. Mm -hmm. And even when there would be situations where revivals and gospel meetings would be held in a particular community, well, people would go, not even people of that particular religious persuasion, but they'd go because that's what was going on mm -hmm. at that time. And the, the story goes that there was a famous and acclaimed public orator who was speaking in a particular place, and all the people just admired him and they gave him accolades. And so as he finished his address, someone asked him, would you, would you recite the 23rd Psalm? And he responded, I will, if brother so-and-so, and he was, he was pointing out an old gospel preacher, if he will recite it after I finish. And so he masterfully, skillfully, powerfully recited the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, and so on. And all oh, the people were so impressed. And then the old gospel preacher got up, and not nearly as skillful, not nearly with the oratorical finesse that the younger man possessed and exhibited, he recited the 23rd Psalm. The response of the crowd was much stronger for the old gospel preacher than for the professional orator. And someone asked the speaker afterwards, why do you think they responded so much more powerfully 
to the old man than they did to you. And his response was, and I think this is, this is applicable to what we're talking about here. Are you being careless with your soul? His response was, you see, I knew the psalm, but he knew the psalmist. Right. And there's a big difference between the two. That's right. Big difference between the two. We need to make sure we know the psalmist. And that ultimately is God. How are we living our lives? Are we living them with the proper emphasis and focus and attention on our soul? Or are we casually flying through life, frittering away our time, literally, without giving hardly any attention to our eternal possession beyond all possessions? our soul. My friend, where are you today? Have you been careless with your soul? Are you living such a life that is not focused upon God primarily, upon your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Are you wasting your time here in this world because you're all caught up in the things of this world, the affairs of this world, and you're not taking care of your eternal destiny. Now, it takes more than just holding it in the back of your mind. It takes more than saying the right words. Are you living your life paying attention properly to your soul? Or are you being careless with your soul? Why don't you contact us right now and ask for that free Bible study so that you can begin to learn right from God's word how you can be ready for eternity.